everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Possum University Podcast, a podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie. I'm a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, we're going to discuss getting off of the prong collar. Is it possible? Let's find out. I'm wondering why I could hardly hear myself. You have my headphones and I have your headphones. Oh, I, f- I feel like I hear myself really loud. Yeah, let's switch real quick. <laughs> okay, hold on. I was like halfway through the intro. I'm like, is something wrong with my microphone? Oh, that's much better. Let me. Oh, I don't really hear. Oh, okay, I'm okay. That's how you normally am. Yeah, I guess you're right. You have you could adjust it here if you'd like. <laughs> I was um, wondering why it was so loud. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. I, I wanted to catch you hot off of recording. We recorded about an hour and a half of content for the Dogs and Babies course. Mm-hmm. Almost done. Um, and I, you were on a tangent, so I said, let me get you right now and get you to talk about this topic because you were had a little back and forth with somebody on Instagram, yes. as we usually do. Mm-hmm. Normally, I don't get involved because I get too heated. And John's like, don't even, don't even and indulge. But it was, you know, it was a... Uh, I think a a nicer conversation than most things that happen on social media, like no names were floating around no. or, you know. And it was a good perspective into the fact that people genuinely believe that they don't have any other options but using aversive tools. Yes, and I think this woman's main point was that prong collars don't hurt. And that was the biggest problem that I was trying to get right. up across to her. I was trying to explain to her if it doesn't hurt, then why does it work? Why are you able to control your dog better than on a harness or even a collar by using this if it's not painful? Mm-hmm. And so, that's always where that talking point falls flat on its face and nobody has a reply to it. I was just going to say, no one has yet to respond and actually give me an answer. And they, and it, it goes always goes back to um, the adversive old school training methods of, well, it's like the mother picking the puppy up with its scruff. Well, your dog is no longer a baby and you are not its true mother. And that's around the scruff, not around the entire neck while your dog is lunging at something. Very different. It's it's apples and oranges. Yeah, I mean, the, the pressure being distributed when it's like a mom picking up the baby is no more than the weight of the baby. Yeah. The pressure for a hundred pound or hundred plus pound dog pulling forward with all of its might exponentially higher than the weight of a, of a 10 pound puppy. Especially if we're, and I think what me and her were discussing was her dog's prey drive to stray cats. And yes, I've seen dogs react to stray cats and prey. And that dog is probably really lunging and getting upset and and she's telling me that her dog has no reaction to the prong collar. Again, if your dog is reacting and has such a high prey drive, yes, sometimes the pain doesn't come out the way that it would if they weren't distracted by something. But the pain is still there. That dog is still getting injured, and that is why you are able to control them better than you would on a, cl- on a regular harness or a front clip harness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, people tend to like forget the actual science behind it they always want to like put a you see the videos of the trainers they'll put a prong collar on their own neck and they'll like just squeeze it yeah Um, and that's flawed for multiple reasons 
Um, one of them being they're n- they're not exhibiting anywhere near as much force as a dog would on a walk, and the other reason being uh, a dog's the skin on a dog's neck is roughly like three to five cells thick, compared to a human's who's about ten to fifteen cells thick. So almost a third of the thickness of our neck. And then obviously we can talk about the sensitivity, how many nerve endings there are. You little, you looking for the conversation? Now? I am. I'm looking for it while you're talking. I'm busy. Um, yeah, it, it, that's like apples to oranges comparing putting a prong color on yourself and just snugging it up and like, you know, doing it for the camera versus, all right, give me the leash. Let me really yank you. And then let's, let's exert at least a hundred pounds of pressure on this mm-hmm. and let's see how it feels. So, Her comment first was, I use a prong collar on my Mastiff mix. It doesn't hurt him. He has no emotional issues. It stimulates the pack dog in the wild correcting to keep the pack moving in the same direction. Dogs are animals. That's what she first said to me. Um, Okay. That was her initial comment. (laughs) I really don't want to be condescending when we're going over this. I didn't know she wrote that. That's pretty stupid. Yes. Uh, Humans are animals. Yes. And somebody, one of our other followers actually said. Developing news. Yes. <laughs> humans are also That's animals. That's exactly what one of our other followers. And it's funny because half the time when people write, write kind of dumb stuff, a lot of our followers are kind of like, take care of business. Hey, on our, like we don't have to do anything. If you want to get in there, get, get your boxing gloves on. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a daily occurrence at this yeah. point. So I wrote back and I was like, there's literally no science behind anything that you just stated. Um, it's the old school traditional adversive training um, BS that we that we always hear. If it doesn't work, then why? If it doesn't hurt, then why does it work? There is no need for a dog to be on a prong collar and absolutely does hurt. It is very uncomfortable for them. Dogs are animals. I understand that, but they still have feelings. Also, your dog is not in the wild. He's domesticated and lives with you. So everything you just said makes absolutely no sense. And it doesn't support any of your claims why prongs are okay. Sorry, but this is just facts. It's all over the internet. You act If you look at certified vets and people who actually have gone to school to study behavior in animals, you will see exactly the same thing that I'm saying. And I said... Also, if your dog does not have any emotional issues, why are you using a prong collar on him? Prong collars were designed for, when they were designed, they say for in-use training, uh, in-training use only, not for everyday wear, and that's what they used to do back in the day. So if you're thinking that even using it the way that you're, that you're using it right now is as it's intended, you're not. It's the lazy way of walking your dog, and you've already stated that it's not even necessary for your dog to be on because they have no emotional issues. Mm-hmm. So she said, it is absolutely necessary. He will take off after a cat. Prey instincts kick in. Nothing else brings his attention back. It does not hurt him. Stop shaming people. I love my dog with all my heart, and he is way stronger than me, and this isn't lazy. It's smart and safe. Uh, then, then she said, because he's an animal first, his prey instincts go wild for a cat running across the street. It does not hurt him when used correctly with all the extra skin around his neck. I have researched and I have tried a harness and I've tried gentle lead. Not one works for every dog. Be fair. Don't make people feel bad. My dog is not hurt. My vet has never told me to take him off it and not use it. Okay. So, uh, like I said earlier, the dog, a dog's epidermis is about a third the thickness of a human's. Yeah, so I don't know what extra skin she's referring to. Exactly. And you d- didn't you do? Um, I think I don't know if the it was pressure a pressure distribution post yes. on Instagram. Yes, yeah, I did. where you can you compared 
the surface tension surface area surface area of, of a, a prong, prong collar versus even a martingale which we don't even suggest but it was just a comparison we, we use a martingale no but not on its own i wouldn't suggest walking a dog just on a martingale oh yeah but still that, but like you know what i mean like that's that's a safer method but john was comparing the two and the the force that goes to these tiny little metal prongs you can make me find that post now no, you don't have to. I'm just, it's you know. It's way down there. Yeah, it's, it's we did that like almost two, two three ago. years ago. I think that was before JJ was born. No, it was two years ago. It was, he was a few months old. So I said, prey instincts absolutely can be worked on and desensitized to. Believe me, I work with big dogs. I know how strong they are. But the argument you're giving me is that it doesn't hurt. But if it doesn't hurt, then why are you give, Why does it give you better control? She still hasn't answered that part. If there is no pain involved, you should get the same response from a front club harness. The Easy Walk is great, and the harness I've used to get off hundreds of dogs off of, of prong collars. You're using pain to control instincts. You're using an out-of-date tool to walk your dog daily. I'm not shaming you. I'm using all the facts that are out there for you to see on your own. And if that makes you feel bad, that's not my fault. Because it's true. I'm it's sorry true. that it's it's out there. And you commented on my post. I didn't seek you out. Um, if you've tried everything and researched reliable sources, you wouldn't still be using a prong collar because known, uh, using the terminology that you've been using thus far, is uh, none of it is up to date. So I know that you haven't done your work. Um, yes, he's a dog at the end of the day and prey instincts are, are 100% real, but Tell me why I've worked with, with my pit bull who was been abused, lived outside for years, and probably has been around stray cats and other prey uh, and had to kill them to survive with some of the highest prey drive I've ever seen. How come I was able to work with her on to not chase our barn cat with all positive reinforcement in a matter of months on leash and off leash with her within 10 feet of her and your dog is still on a prong collar? Why, why is that? I didn't have, you're, you're still using pain and your dog is still chasing the cat. Right. Um, when you're telling me that you've tried and you've researched, that's why hard, I find it hard for, for, for me to understand. The correct info is out there. If you need a tool, your training method isn't very good. Right. Because you're covering <laughs> what a band-aid, which is the tool. Right. So, um, and I, and I finished up with, and I'm sorry, there is never going to be a scenario where I think it's appro appropriate or necessary or okay for a dog to be on a prong. You can keep throwing out out-of-date facts at me, and I will always have a response of why it is not true. So this can go on for a while. I've successfully gotten so many dogs off of them, and they live happier lives. This is what I'm trained to do. So if that makes you feel bad, you're on the wrong page. At the end of the day, there are other options for you and your dog, and you're the only one that, out of the two of you, can make that choice to better you both. Her only response was, I can have my dog off leash in an appropriate setting. My dog is never off leash on walks in my neighborhood. Mm. That was that's it. That's nothing to do with what you just said. Yep. See, th that's where it comes into play. I always give, give you that saying, if you argue an idiot long enough, people who are watching won't be able to tell who the idiot is. Yes. So, yeah. So that's where you have to get, be careful on social media because yep. it gets bad. Uh, I did find that uh, that post for you, by the way. Wait, can I, let me just finish oh, up yeah, with the... Yeah. the the follower that came came to my rescue, she said, I mean, dot, 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 humans are also animals. If you are a girl who's WS808, love you. Um, and then she said, also, have you ever put a prong collar on yourself and seen how, seen how much it pinches your neck? Skin on humans' neck is actually thicker and the skin on a dog's neck, uh, thicker than the skin on a dog's neck. So if you think wearing a prong collar would hurt, imagine how your dog feels. 
She's coming in here with science. <laughs> science. She must listen to this podcast. She must. <laughs> Anything else? Nope, that's it. Her oh. name is Katie Eastland. So if you're a listener. Shout out, Katie. We love you. Got, you. You, you, know your you know your stuff. Ish. All right. So the I just shared it to our story and I'll share it again tomorrow so that anyone listening to this on Monday can see it. Comparing pressure distribution, Martingale versus Prong. It's a little infographic that I made. And it's comparing a 14-inch by 1-inch uh, Martingale collar compared to a 14-inch by 1-inch prong collar. So, obviously, we're going to find... The, the point here is to find the pressure distribution, so you have to find the surface area. So, what this means is, think of, like, if you step... If someone steps on your foot and they're wearing a shoe, compared to if they step on your foot and they're wearing a high heel and they only step on you with the heel part, right? It's the same amount of weight but it's over a smaller area, mm-hmm. so it feels more intense. If you've ever been stepped on by a stiletto heel, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, I've seen some of those like, thrown and stick into the wall. Yeah, but Crazy. like even you go to a wedding, you go to a party. Yeah. So this is easy, easy math. The 14-inch Martingale is 14 by 1. That's how you get your surface area. Length time width, times width is 14 inches squared. So a pressure distribution is going to be 14 inches square. Given if you're if they're pulling... Harder, some of the collar is going to lift off. Most of it's going to be around the front. But for the most part, we're talking about 14 inches squared. Which a mother dog would never yeah. grab a puppy by the front of its throat, by the way. All right, but you're, you're saying, derailing the whole saying, thing here. Just, just talk about the infographic. Okay, go ahead. 14 inches squared. And then, like I said, any any margin for error here on like, if, if the collar is being pulled and more pressure being placed in one part of the collar, that same principle is going to apply to the prong collar being pulled, mm-hmm. right? So now we have the prong collar. 14-inch collar, 9 inches of prong are shown in the photo with 5 inches of chain not shown. 18 prongs total on this prong collar. The inch diameter is 0.08 for each of those prongs. To find the surface area here, we have to take pi r squared and multiply it by 18 for how many prongs there are. That gets us a pressure distribution of 0.09 inches squared. So to put that into perspective, it would take 155.5 prong collars to match the surface area distribution of a martingale of a martingale collar. Yes. If that doesn't tell you something's wrong, I mean, what more is there to say? I really don't I don't know because it's so it's so old school. And it and like I said to this woman on on Instagram, they prong collars were when they were created, they were not created for everyday use. They were supposed to be used only in training. And they were intended to hurt. Hurt. They were intended to hurt. That's why they were created. And that's why they said that you're only supposed to use them in training. And correct me if I'm wrong, when they when they work with canine police dogs, if they're walking a canine dog, they don't walk them on the prong 24-7. They only use it when they're in training. The the right departments who go through the right training, yes. They, yes. They only use the pro- well, it's not they don't use it's not that they use it for training. They use the prong collar to release the bite. If the yes. dog has a bite on a suspect, exactly. That's when it's the suspect's well being is more important at this point. So you need to utilize the prong collar as mm-hmm. a handle, grab handle. And to try and release the bite using that. Yes. Like they don't um, walk no, a dog in the, the neighborhood collar. with a prong collar. So no. if you know what I mean? Like, and these are big German shepherds who are extremely intelligent and have these same types of drives. So please tell me like why we have so many people that spend 
their day with their dog. They're, oh, they love it. They see the, yeah, they obviously see the prong collar and they know they're going for a walk. Right. They've just associated that with And they like to go for a walk, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. They don't realize when it's happening that the prong collar is the thing that's hurting them. It's the same thing with dogs that are on shock collars. They're not aware that the actual collar that they're wearing is, is creating the pain. And that would totally derail every type of training that you're trying to do anyway. Mm-hmm. You want when that dog reacts to another dog or a kid that they bark, lunge, and growl, you give the pain because you want them to stop their behavior, not because for them to understand that it's the shock collar. Yeah. So like everyone's logic here doesn't match up whatsoever when it comes to, to, what we know. to any of this science. Like no one has yet to tell me if it doesn't hurt, then why does it work? Mm-hmm. I, we just, we come just, on. because they're an animal. And then I, I did see one response once in like in the past where when I asked that question and they said, well, because it, it just provides a, a subtle correction. They feel it. They just feel the sensation. So then wouldn't they feel that sensation on a regular leash when they're pulling on the leash? Exactly. It just makes no sense. And like people say, oh, stop shaming people. No, you're abusing your dog and I'm right. not going to I'm not here and, to make you feel good about yourself. I'm not here to make you feel good about yourself. And if it makes you feel better by saying that to yourself, that's fine, but that's on you. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be here and I'm still going to be saying the same spiel. It's not going to go away. I'm not going to dull my authenticity because it, it offends you. I think, uh, I think we covered that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, if you like to get involved, if you're feeling hyped right now on our side, <laughs> you can definitely follow us on Instagram at Boston University and get involved because, like I said, this is a damn near daily occurrence. So let's talk about the people who really hate the fact that their dogs are on prong collars. Oh, yes. that's what, and, That was the point of this. Yeah. And they don't know what else to do. Right. Like they can't are, physically walk their dogs without it. Mm-hmm. There are they, people they who really, want to yes. get their dog off. Tons of people. Like even um, we interviewed someone who, um, you know, is in a foundation and she walks her dog on a prong. She's like, I don't know any other way to do it because she's so reactive. And it's just for me to keep control. Like she'll knock me down. And I get that. I totally understand. We obviously want safety to come first, but we have to fix the problem. Right. It's just a Band-Aid. Because even when you're walking your dog on the prong, they're still reacting. You have mm-hmm. better control, but at yeah. the end of the day, they're still reacting and they're still upset with the and stimuli. Every time that they react to something on leash and that prong collar pinches that neck, they're reinforcing that negative behavior. Yeah, you're not working towards fixing the issue. You're right. you're you're making it worse. So our goal here is, and we've talked about this till we're blue in the face, but the easy walk harness has been an amazing tool to get tons of dogs. So a lot of people say, oh, we've tried everything. A lot of people have not heard of the Easy Walk Harness. It's becoming more popular, but a lot of people are like, oh my God, I've never seen that before. Or they've seen it and they're like, oh yeah, I have that. I'm like, do you double clip to the collar? Your dog needs to be wearing a regular collar and or a martingale while wearing this harness. It needs to be fitted the right way. And they're like, wait, what? What do you mean? And I have to explain it. You take the one clip on your leash and clip it to the D-ring on your harness and the D-ring on your collar at the same time. And it's basically the collar is being used as an anchor to stay above your dog's, what I would call on a human, a collarbone, um, and, and lift it up so it's not in the way of their arms, like their, their shoulder gait, so they can walk properly. And it's not hanging down and they're not able to slip out. Um, this is the game changer. If you don't double clip, cause not all dogs are super girthy in the front. Some are, and some it'll, it'll stay upright and it'll be fine. Um, but if you look at like Oakley, even though he's a big boy, he's more narrow in his chest area when he walks. So it'll, if it's not double clipped, it'll slink down. 
And that's not what I want because then I'm going to, it's going to pull all the way to the back and engage that conditioned reflex that comes from the back of the area that of the neck. almost every dog has. Yes. Um, we have so much content on why dogs pull in general. Some dogs are pulling towards nothing. I have tons of clients and tons of dogs that I physically work with and they're just pulling um, because that conditioned reflex is being engaged and they don't have any control over it. We have to work on that, right? But then I have other dogs that like to sniff and, and people tell me, oh, my, do- my dog, his nose is to the ground the entire time we're walking. Your dog is probably lacking mental stimulation. So there's a lot of other things that go into poor leash walking in general. And we have to look at your individual dog. And yes, the easy walk harness will probably fix 50% of anybody who's listening right now that is on a prong collar. And then we have to look at the other reasons why your dog is pulling in general, right? If you get them on the easy walk and you don't, if you don't see a hundred percent of a difference, then we need to see, okay, what are they pulling towards? Um, what kind of attention span do they have while you're walking them on leash? If they don't even acknowledge your presence while you're walking on leash, they are overstimulated and we need to fix that. We need to work on that. You need to make your more of a resource while you're walking and and get it to the point where your dog is not easily ignoring you and when I say ignoring I don't mean that your dog is actively ignoring you they literally cannot hear you or see you because they are so distracted by what they are doing we need to bring that down and we need to figure out the best way Um, and until I talk to you one-on-one I can't really give you that information because I don't know what your dog is dealing with it could be prey it could be that they're scared it could be that they don't like other dogs or you live in a high traffic area um, or there's a smell in the area that's really agitating them it depends but we really have to get down to the to the real nitty-gritty of what's going on with your dog so we can fix that problem but the easy walk harness is fabulous because you're double clipping to the collar I have never seen a dog be able to slip out of both they may be able to slip an arm out if you have a dog that's an escape artist but they can't get away from both um especially if it's a martingale collar yes Um, so that's one thing, safety for sure. Right. So a lot of people say they don't have a lot of, you know, control over their dog. This one is great because if they lunge or pull towards something, they're actually going to get tugged back towards you without any pain. So it's actually better than a prong collar because their attention comes back to you. Um, I don't love the gentle leads. I know that woman said, you know, she tried a gentle lead on her dog. It's great for some, but I I do, I I find it very restrictive and I don't want to like whip my dog's head around. That's not what I'm interested in, but I do want to get. It's not right for every dog. No, it's not. Some dogs do great on it, but some dogs. Especially um, like dogs like greyhounds. Yeah. Don't actually have a neck. Well, they're all neck. Yeah. (laughs) Little different. They just function differently. Right. So it's not my favorite. So a lot of people say they've tried that. That's not trying everything. That's a very specific thing and it does agitate a lot of dogs. So it's not my favorite walking tool. Um, you know, so so the easy walk harness, far and few between, we've we've yet to fail on this. I mean, how many dogs have we gotten off, off prong collars already? Yeah. And people are so much happier walking their dogs. And I know there's tons of you that are probably listening saying, I need to do that. Give it a try. And if you struggle, reach out to me. I'll help you. Um Link is in our show notes to our recommended dog products. It's on that list. Yeah. So and you'll see how uh, Champ, he's a dog that was at the SPCA and got adopted. Now he's living the life. I think his name is Barkley now. Um, you can see the picture when you click on it, how you double clip to the collar and how to do it properly. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. And then if, if that doesn't work, you need behavioral modification. Yep. Reach out to a professional. Yeah, like that woman that was starting with me, her dog needs behavior modification. She's saying he has no right. emotional issues. No, you're, you're, it's lazy because you're covering up a genuine issue that could be addressed through humane behavior modification. You're just using a prong because it makes your life easier. Yeah. It's fine. Just admit it. It makes your life easier. Yep. Stop pretending like 
it doesn't inflict any pain. Again, it wouldn't work. What is that? I don't know. Is that wind? Is it raining? Ooh, it might be. Oh, my God. This oh, weather wow. has been crazy Just downpour. here. You see that? Whoa. That's crazy. So then we All should right, probably wrap this up as soon as we can before we, yeah. God forbid, this is the first time we lose power. Um, all right. We do have an Ask the Trainer. Wow. I think it's hail that's hitting the AC, the AC unit that that's you still crazy. have in the window. All right. Sorry, guys. This is, yeah. this is <laughs> quite the The weather has been us. nuts here lately, and we're just trying to, to keep uh, it together. It's April. Yeah. All right. Um, I know I don't normally do audio for Ask the Trainer, but I don't have a fun fact. So let's do my fun fact. Okay. Audio. Woo. Ask the Trainer. Listener Ashley Price says, with the summer season on its way, especially considering I'm in Phoenix, your sister was just in Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And it's already getting warm. Do you have any recommendations for reliable footwear for dogs to perfect, protect their feet from the hot pavement? Um, this is a kind of a, a tricky one. Because we need to understand physiologically how dogs cool themselves, right? They Their primary sweat glands, lower that a little bit, their primary sweat glands are in their paws. And that's how mm-hmm. between panting and sweating from their paws, those are the only, only methods they have to cool themselves. They have other different types of sweat glands all throughout their coat, but it can't cool the body. It can only cool the skin in that area down to prevent a burn from like direct sunlight or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's not for cooling the body and taking heat out of the body. Uh, That's specifically done by panting through the throat where the heat gives off through the throat and by sweating on their, through their paws and evaporating the sweat. So the problem with these booties, especially in the summer is that a lot of them are material that don't allow their paws to breathe. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Um, and that, that is like your biggest issue, especially where it gets real hot in Phoenix, really hot yeah. in Phoenix. Um, so if you're not in a, like a shaded area, like if you're hiking through some, some terrain where you, you have plenty of shade. Yeah. Like grass and, yeah. and dirt is different, but then, if you're on asphalt. Yeah. Then go for it. I don't have a recommendation. I would look for something that has a really really good grip at the bottom mm-hmm. look for something that is a material that's breathable where they can sweat but also waterproof one way i think there's something like gore-tex or, or maybe neoprene and look for something that gives you at least two straps and it, the other strap should be above like that ankle area on mm-hmm. their paw this way it doesn't come off um short walks nothing crazy yeah but just for protection but and then stick to the grass strips mm-hmm. you know the yeah. Either between the street and the sidewalk or stick to the sidewalk, stay off the blacktop. Um, it does not take much to burn a dog's paws. I and think then it, we like um, mushers. Like, God forbid they do burn themselves. Or you're looking for like a coating to go on your dog's paws. We like mushers, the, the product. Yeah, but I don't think that's a good choice for putting on beforehand. No, I mean after. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause like that's like going out burned. in the sun with tanning oil. No, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Um, no afterwards mushers is great to it. kind of, um, get your, your dogs. What's it called? Mushers. Musher secret. Musher secret. It's like is a, it? it's did like I a just white, make that up? I think, no, I think you're right. It's, it's like a white little tub and it's blue, blue writing mushers for dogs. I don't, I don't know if it's musher secret. Or not. I think it is. Hold on. Stand by. He's, he's researching. Oh, it is much a secret. All right, right, good. Sometimes my brain works. Um, yeah, so if you if you do want to get that kind of accessory for your dog, definitely make sure that it's something that's breathable. 
Um, and for the real hot days on long walks that you can get away around the blacktop, maybe opt not to do it because that's how they're going to get rid of most of their heat is through their paws. Yeah. And we uh, believe it or not, we do the same thing. Uh, everybody thinks that most of the heat is um, given off by our heads, but you ever sleep with no socks on? Yeah. You're cold. Mm-hmm. You're really cold. Yeah. Um, we give off a ton of heat through the bottom of our feet. Yep. The same principle. So interesting stuff. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. I hope, I, I'm sorry if that didn't help you whatsoever, or maybe, <laughs> maybe it just helped you make a more educated decision on what you decide. Yeah. Um, I don't have a specific one that I like because none of our dogs, every single one of them refused to wear them no matter how cute oh, they yeah, look. Oh yeah. They're ridiculous. Yeah. We wanted it for the salted sidewalks up yeah. here in Jersey and no, they weren't having it. Nope. All right. Uh, anything else you'd like to touch on today? No, that's it. I got my rant out. Got your rant out. You feeling I'm good? I'm proud that I didn't lose my shit on Instagram. That's a good job. I was proud. It was, you know what? It was like right before bed. I think. No, it was no, right it was when I woke morning. up. Right morning. when I woke up. So I was even keeled. I <laughs> had a good night's sleep and I was uh, feeling not stressed at that very moment. No. So. All right. Let's wrap this one up. It's, uh, it's going to be Monday. Yeah. Have a good Monday, guys. Yep. Knock it out of the park. You got this. All right. Um, if you can, well, let me play my outro music, see if we could time it again. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. No. There it is. That's why I produce this podcast. Uh, if you like this podcast, please give us five stars. Like, hold on, let's see how fast I can pull this up. I wasn't ready. Come on. Sorry. Amateur. Like, listener, Inez0717 on Apple Podcasts said... Gave us five stars and said, love it. I have learned so much from this podcast, and it's also really fun to listen to. So thank you so much. We're really happy that you're enjoying it. It's why we do this. Yes. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Possum University if you want to come to our defense and save save Jamie's day. Um, and check out our kids and babies, our dogs and babies course. The link to sign up and get a discount before we release it yes. will be in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, anything else you'd like to add? Nope. I'm good to go. You had a little bit more time to eat. I got there. nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Ditch the prong. Prong is wrong. Shout out Wolf Culture. Until next week. Class dismissed. <laughs>